Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Stars Season 2, Episode 7, titled Drag Family Values. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by Dandler the Brute Boy. From the podcast Dubious Intent, please give $10,000 pre-tax via PayPal to Daniel J. Brewer. That is correct. Daniel J. Brewer at gmail.com. That is, in fact, my <laughs> PayPal account. Oh, by the way, F you. I've free. got, I, someone, I just got an email the other day saying like, uh, welcome to Harry's Razors. <laughs> and I was like, yep, thanks. That's what happens. I did not that... put your email address out. <laughs> but people know what it is. By the way, Dollar Shave Club, much better than the Harry's. It doesn't really matter though. Go ahead, introduce our, our, our third guest. I mean, our third host here. Oh, third oh, guest. I have you know, the shave oh, button there. Whatever is in another one. Oh. And from the podcast, Pod is my co-pilot. Party. <laughs> it's Taylor, the Michelle Williams. So does that mean that, um, I, okay. So who, who followed Santino Rice? Does that mean that there will be a new, uh, Carson Kressley next season? Yes. Okay. Uh, and Ross Matthews, who will get Ross, So it's going to take two yeah. people yeah, they're going to, to switch fill off, my right. shoes or my pants, unfortunately. <laughs> no. You know what? I, I, I made a comment about this the other day, but I did want to reiterate, Taylor. He, this is a third year show. So it, it's not a matter of us having to ask you to come back. It's a third of your show. Well, I figured that, but I was trying to be polite. I mean, I granted, guess, Joe does all show. the work. I control all the web stuff. <laughs> And the technical stuff, up. yeah, exactly. I add numbers <laughs> on a Taylor, spreadsheet five Taylor, minutes before we tape the show. It, Taylor it's can't fine. even watch the show on time. That's right, yeah. Taylor can't even bother to watch the show when it comes out. It's not my fault. It's iTunes' fault. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Joe. I, I want you to, in his solo show. Taylor said, "Joe, I'll I'll pay two ninety nine for your written thing." But when I say like, "Oh, next Friday when we do the group show, why don't you just buy the episode on Amazon?" Ah, oh, but I've already paid for it on. Uh, I just like I'll send right. you the dollar ninety nine. But you're willing I've to spend two ninety nine for, for uh, Joe Batanz's uh, insane ramblings. That is a Joe Batanz original first edition. Of course, I'm going to pay two ninety nine yeah. for it. It's Get real. It's written in crayon. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I already thought of the title based on this show. Trainwreck? Yeah. No. That Bean said. You know, B-E-A-N? Uh, that Bean said. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's Cup of Joe. Because jo- See, it was a long way to go for a coffee joke, but I got it. No, no. I'm making that Mexican. <laughs> yeah, when they make coffee. A Mexican bean. While well, I had a mouthful of beer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyway, this week, the girls transform their mothers and sisters into members of their drag family. Detox and Alyssa weep over their dead parents. Katya's mom charms the audience. Roxy's grandma gives us life, while Alaska's meltdown proves global warming is real. Detox and Katya were named the top two queens this week, with Detox taking home the $10,000 and the right to send someone home. All the queens beg for their chance to stay, even offering money. But in the end, Detox sent Alyssa packing, this time... Always and forever. Ladies, tell me two things that you liked about the episode and one thing you didn't tailor the latte boy. Um, I would say the two of the things that I liked were I, I liked the the realness, for lack of a better word, of some of the emotions that we saw. I talked about this a little bit on my solo show. Um and I also liked I liked Katya's mom. I really thought that Katya's mom was really cute and it very much explains a little bit more about the person that Katya is underneath all of the, all of the makeup and the wigs. The thing I didn't like about the show, mm, I would say probably the meltdown at the end. The last 10 minutes of the show were kind of ugly to me. Daniel J. Brewer. 
Uh, Taylor took one of mine, which is Katya's mom. Absolutely loved Katya's mom. And I, I, I'll expand that. I, I loved Katya and her mom together, the, mm-hmm. or Brian and his mom together. Um, which she talked about it on this week's, uh, total recall, uh, which is really sweet. Anyway, uh, I like that. Uh, I also liked, um, I liked how the mothers and the sisters were kind of fangirling over RuPaul. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. even Alaska's mother, she walks through, oh my God, it's RuPaul. You know, it's like, you know, here's this television show that you watch, right? You, you never thought that you would ever be on the show because you're not a drag queen. It would be like one of us, like showing up in the workroom as one of the drag queen's friends or something. It's like, dear God, I'm standing right here. There's RuPaul. He's like, this is. Here's my friend JB Soto. <laughs> That's right. This is me walking out. <laughs> In the pink lame suit. In the pink lame suit. No, I, I just, I, I really. Cha cha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> as a, f- I want that as my ringtone when you call me. <laughs> as a fan of the show, I enjoyed them fangirling over RuPaul being there. The thing that I didn't like about it was, uh, oh, was there really anything that I didn't like? Some of the, I don't know, the, the things that Taylor liked, the the emotional. Some of them to me were kind of really like pushing. Like, like it, it was just contrived. Uh, some of it was, I mean, I'm not taking away from anyone's death or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things, whatever. We understand you're a robot. It's I fine. am. I'm a, I'm a soulless, emotionless robot and I hate it when they have, no, I just, to, it, you know, I mean, Katya said in Total Recall, I was like, they've only been sequestered for like two weeks. So it's just like, it isn't like they've been out on a desert island, AKA survivor for like, you know, 30 days and they haven't seen their family and they haven't seen any civilization. It's like. You know, they've been in this hotel for two weeks and now they see their mom who they talk to, you know, presumably on a regular basis. So it's, it's not like that big of a thing. Well, well I, think we're gonna th- I think we're trying to get in the weeds on this, but we'll come to obviously the family thing. So why don't we attack it there? Yeah. All right, let's go. After the elimination, Alaska jokingly calls Katya a door and Katya reveals she had chosen Roxy. Roxy claims she still has the fire and Alaska takes over the villain role. I'll be honest. I feel good about my position in the competition. I'm sure that there are some hoes who would love to get me out of the way. I would want to get me out of the way if I was up against me. Luckily, I am me. Sorry about that. Daniel J. Brewer, what did you think about the the Alaska calling uh, Katya a door as a joke in the beginning? And what did you think about Alaska? We are seeing a hardcore villain edit on Alaska. Don't you agree? Well, no, I don't think it was a hardcore villain edit. I mean, it was, it, it had the villain music or whatever, but I mean, it was, it was just showing the overconfidence, which in the uh, ham handed style of, of the editing of the show means, oh, she's going for, uh, you know, she's going to be disappointed in something. She's not going to win tonight. Um, which is really all I kind of thought about that. Oh, one thing, the, the, I should have said this in the previous segment. The one thing I didn't like was this whole $10,000 thing, which was just a joke in my mind. I don't know why everyone's latching onto that so hard. Um, cause if you, if you watch that clip again, if you watch it again, Detox is laughing while she's putting on her, her, uh, corset while Alaska is saying that to her. So it's, it's kind of like no one was taking it seriously. Anyway, regardless, uh, I, I, calling Katya a door, why? I mean, was it just because he was dressed that way with the black wig and in the? Yeah, so, that's what I got. Yeah, it's like I didn't really see it as anything more than that. It's like, oh, you're dressed like a door. You'll dress like a punk. Hey, little cool. latte boy. What, what did you think of this initial segment? Um, I, I get, it's funny how you hear the show in a completely different way when you only listen to the sound clips because there's times that when I'm watching the show, I don't, I, I don't pick up on the music cues. I don't pick up on that, and especially and your your wonderful script that you write. 
but hearing it that way is like, yeah, they were kind of, they did a real hard right turn as far as to make it, well, we don't really have a Fifi anymore. And now we've got somebody that is overconfident at this point, whether or not she's the villain. I think they were definitely, they were driving the narrative um, with the music and this little thing at the beginning. But I I think that, I I don't know that I would call her the villain. Yeah. I would, I would say she would have to attack someone else to be the villain. And really she was just kind of being generically shady, but I don't think she would be a villain. And it was, she was doing it with a weird smile on her face. So it wasn't like you really took it menacingly. You guys are jumping a whole episode ahead. No, I'm not. This in her, what that clip that we just played when she was talking about nobody else is me, she was kind of doing it with a little smile. Oh, that on her face. one, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, she was kind of the, the ten thousand dollars. No, oh, okay. she was doing it with a smile on her face. Yeah, it wasn't. It seemed like she was doing it with a wink to the camera. Well, also when she, Alaska's being serious, she doesn't talk like that. Right. Exactly. This is when she's putting it, laying it on thick. True. That's one of those things. I mean, she probably says that every day in the confessional, and it's just they're, they're going to use it now because this is the episode where she doesn't win the competition. So, yeah, yeah, good Go point. All right, the next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Now, queens, as gay people, we get to choose our families. Because sometimes the families we grew up with don't understand us. So when I recently reached out with an invitation to your moms and sisters, I'm sorry to say that not one of them accepted my invitation. They all did. So let's give a big drag race family welcome to Alyssa's sister, Tabitha, Alaska's mom, Pam, Detox's sister, Heather, and we have Katya's mother, Pat. My mom. I hate that fucking cunt. No, and Roxy's grandmother, Sonia. Now, Queens, you need to transform your loved one into a member of your royal drag family. <laughs> In the workroom, Katya and her mom cracked each other up. Roxy's grandma bragged that Roxy finished high school. Alaska bragged about winning four challenges. Alyssa and her sister cried about their dead mother. Um, Taylor the Latte Boy, did any of this, uh, mean anything to you? Any of those moments, uh, resonate with you? I think there were, I, I think the one that I talked about previously, the, the one between Alyssa and her sister, uh, it resonated with me just in my experience working in grief counseling and that a lot of that, while I think there were parts of that were, that were slightly manipulated going back and watching it a second time, a lot of that seemed genuine. And I think that Alyssa's explanation for why she's worked as hard as she had over the last year, especially, and distancing herself because she doesn't have to think about it and everything being so close to the one year anniversary and all, it was from that standpoint, it was, it seemed very accurate to me and it seemed very, very real in that the things that she was saying was saying are things that I've heard other people say in the past in my line of work. Daniel J. Brewery. Yes. What were, did any of this resonate with you? Did anything um, resonate with you? I thought more, I thought Detox's moment was probably more genuine. And I'm not trying to take away from Alyssa's pain. I mean, she, it probably was what it seemed. Really, you haven't seen your sister since your mom's funeral? That's just like, uh, you haven't talked to her on the phone or anything like that. There seems, you know, 
kind of, let's sit down and talk about our dead mother. And it just kind of seemed, you know, now granted there was a piece of fabric. I mean, they had like a skirt there that had, uh, that his, her sister had brought with her, had some stuff written on it and stuff. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it was contrived because I, I also have lost a parent and it's not something that I would wish on someone, although we will all go through it eventually, but, uh, it's not a great thing to, to, to go through. So I'm not going to belittle them for that. You're also talking about that it was the day before the one year anniversary. True. And I was trying to think back to that because to me, I was like going, wait, I don't even remember the day my dad died. You know, like, I don't remember. I know it was in October at some point because I had to fly down there and it's, but I don't remember, you know, the exact day. Like I could probably call my brother. He probably would remember the exact day because he's good about that. But like, I'm horrible. With I think it's days. important to a lot of people. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying it's not. It's just, but for me, it's been almost five years now. So it's, it's, you know, it's not as hard. It's not as hard as it, as it was previously. Um, I, again, with the, I don't, they, I don't know how they did it. I sort of felt with Alaska talking to her mom. I mean, there were, there was a lot of heavy handed, but I even actually think very good editing on this show, but it was, it was very heavy handed. Um, like, so Alaska's interaction with her mother was again, a lot of like laying it on. Oh, look, she's, she feels very confident. She's won four challenges. She thinks she's doing really, really well here. Like, that's what I think. I think actually when Alaska called Katya a door, I think that was foreshadowing for later during that moment during the meltdown, which we will get to. I think that was just sort of like a nice little editor's wink, you know, about what's to come. Well, um, I don't yes. think Aliska was Aliska. Aliska? Uh-huh. That's I don't think Alaska Correct. was. I don't know. Well, they're both named Justin. So I was just combining them. Well, Aliska <laughs> and then who did we have with Katiana last week? Katiana, Aliska. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm going for the, it's the, it's the brewer law of drag queen conservatism. I'm just, I'm combining, uh, like, like, like drag queens. Um, Alaska, I don't think Alaska was bragging so much as she was just telling it to her mom because knowing that her mom was going to be proud because it sounded like they were dancing around the fact that on season five, she was strung out on shit <laughs> because her mom even said, you know, like, I'm so proud of you. You've been sober for, you know, whatever, like, or you've been clean for whatever it's any kind of it. So I, to me, it was kind of like a, a son asking his mother's like, oh, my God, mom, I've won four challenges. Isn't that great? I mean, it's like I didn't see it as bragging as much as I'm sharing this with my mom, who I know is going to be excited for me about this because we're family. So I, I don't see that as bragging. Bragging is walking up to a stranger and going, hey, I won four challenges. This is more kind of a bonding thing. I think that That would be my take. Uh, I also wanted to talk, uh, Alyssa and her sister, like at first I thought it felt very, um, touching. It was, it was poignant, right? But then at a certain point, we'll get to this too later. It sort of felt very manipulative and, uh, we're not there yet, right? At this point right now, it's still at the touching phase. Uh, uh. Oh, oh. The, the part that I was talking about was at one point when they were, cl- it, it, people will do, you know, and I know that this is one of these that Oprah used to talk about this, but the ugly cry. And at one point, it's different when you have the one dramatic cheer rolling down your cheek. It's another when you do the ugly cry and you're trying to keep yourself where you're trying to catch your breath and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like especially with Alyssa, who is very much about the perception, the illusion of strength and ambition and everything, she kind of allowed herself to get to the ugly cry place. And so that part I thought was genuine. The part towards the end of that segment where they were like holding each other and was resting under, you know, the, the sister was resting under Alyssa's 
chin at one point. And it just, it just seemed almost like they were, I'm a horrible person. I know. No, they, no one can see that you did scare quotes except no. for Joe and I. It's just like well, you're, but, but my tone chin, would say her so-called chin. chin. So-called chin would, would just felt very like molded. Like, okay, we need you to move your sister just right here and hold it. Like that part was the part that I was like, that's a little, ugh. but the part where they were talking, I thought felt very real and very genuine. Oh, I think all the moments were real and genuine. I'm talking about the manipulative part is how they u- how the editors used it. I don't think that they were ever uh being um fake. Daniel, you want to jump in on this? No, I agree. I agree. Uh during the table visits, RuPaul points out that Katya is the only contestant not from season five. Detox and his sister talk about getting the same nose job. Roxy's grandma doesn't take the bus a st- Oh, Roxy's grandma doesn't take the bus stop bait. Alyssa and her sister cry once again about their dead mom and give RuPaul a boner. (laughs) I have to play the clip, don't I? Where do you think this one has gotten the Alyssa flair? Our mom, that's where it came from. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You've had a personality that was just, it lit up a room. Yeah, energetic. My mom danced. I got that from her. She felt like everything I touched was gold. She was always encouraging me. I had one person that believed in me. Like she protected me from the cruelty of the world. You are what you are because of her. Yeah. What was your mom's name? Sherry Ann. What does it say here? Um, love never dies, but someday we all will. Tomorrow's the one-year anniversary of our mom's passing. So is this a dedication to her? Yes. And have you <laughs> processed all of this yet? I, I feel like I... I no. Taking today was like taking the time to sit down and like face it a little. It was the right time. I'm glad you guys get to be together because I think this needed to happen. This is for Sherry Ann. Yeah. yeah. The world gets to see her fabulousness through you. She's with us. She is, definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is where RuPaul came. So like, <laughs> All right, I'm done with this table visit. And the editor put it in knowing that Alyssa was going to be eliminated on that show. This is for your mom. The show where you get eliminated. <laughs> yeah. I thought of on the anniversary because supposedly it happened the next day. So now she has two things to be upset about. <laughs> yeah. Two big losses. Daniel, did you have any thoughts on any of this about Katya being the only contestant not from season five? About, uh, cause, you know, related to this, I, I, you know, I just made fun of, uh, Alyssa's dead mother. Um, I'm actually making fun of the show and it's, it, it's exploitation of the dead mother, yes. but, um, how Roxy's grandma didn't take the bus stop bait. You could see RuPaul just, you know, mm-hmm. tossing the bait out there mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, wow, that must have been so, Hard, you know, did when you, his daughter abandoned him. She's like, did you, did you have to pick her up at the bus stop? <laughs> yeah, I just picked her up. Like, at, was sitting right there. I knew exactly where she was at the bus stop. Uh huh. At the bus stop. It was my route home. <laughs> yeah. So I just it was picked on her the up way home. The <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped and got her some McDonald's <sighs> and a bag of oranges. Yeah. A bag of oranges. Okay, great. Uh, um, not big of a deal. She graduated <laughs> high school. Look at her. And, but in order to sate that, didn't they? They played the the flashback of Roxy crying and oh um, yeah, yeah, season five. Yeah, talk about an ugly cry. <laughs> that's that's an ugly cry. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. No, I mean it was it was what it was, right? This was we haven't had a lot of workroom stuff. I think Taylor mentioned this on his solo show. We haven't really had a lot of workroom stuff this season. Uh, and this was you know it's kind of nice to to get to know some of them. I mean, granted, it's all you know tragedy and and death. Well, not all of it, but the ones that we are concentrating on. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's during the mirror moment, isn't it? Detox. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Okay. Um, anyone else? Taylor, do you have anything to add to this? Did you have any thoughts on this? No, not really. I don't think so. This, you know, before we move on, I mean, this episode itself was just very kind of, it wasn't a bad episode. It's just not really much to say about the episode. I mean, there's a moment later on that we're obviously going to spend a lot of time on. Yeah. But we could just, I, I mean, was, it's pretty easy. To say yeah, this, I would, yeah? I, to me, this was kind of a, a so-so episode. And I think, Taylor, you thought this was like the greatest episode or the best no, episode. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought, oh, we, I yeah. thought on your yeah, solo I show. This was, I said this was a nice episode. Oh. I think you should pull up the episode. I could have sworn he said this was one of the greatest episodes he's ever seen. One of the uh, best, the greatest no. episodes that ever. Let me hear. Let me uh, here. I, I think I have it right here, Joe. Let me. Uh, can let me we do a, a recap on, on Taylor's recap? Yeah, we can. As soon as I open that folder, uh, because I'm no, I'm tap dancing and I shouldn't tap dance. I should just shut up and then I could like edit that part out. But I'm not going to. Let's see what it is. <laughs> Hi, 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 hi. This is Taylor the Latte Boy. I'm recapping. Oh, wait, this is RuPaul's Drag Race recap. First response for, um, uh, what is this? All Stars 2, All Stars 2, episode 7. I think this is the greatest episode of this season so far. And, uh, look, there you go, Joe Batanz. Right there, Joe. That was, it was right in the, uh, in the recording. Is oh, that how so I funny. sounded like? Well, you know what, Taylor, D- Daniel, I actually, I, I did pull up um, Taylor's first show. Oh, okay. Wait, here we go. Yeah. Oh. Hello, everyone. It's Taylor the Latte Boy here, uh, coming in with you with the first response. You know, um, I'm really terrible. You're going to hate this episode. Daniel and Joe are so much better than I am. They know how to turn on a microphone and watch a show. Anyway, wait, what? Yeah, I'm doing a show right now. Why? It's the top shelf, babe. Behind, yeah, behind the mid. No, I didn't drink. I'm doing a show right now. Okay. (laughs) What? Uh huh. Can we do? uh, No. I, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> no, Taylor, you don't sound like that. We're teasing you. Okay. Well, now you got me all panicked because last after the first solo show, you both sent me very nice text messages, and neither one of you sent me a text message this time. So I was convinced that I fucked it up. No, you didn't fuck it up at all. It was just, but I do recall you saying that it was a great episode because I was like, wait, no, I don't think it was a great. Episode. Anyway, oh, I don't think it was. I would have never said it was the greatest episode. No, I don't think it was the greatest. Jay Ellis was telling me on Friday. He said. Uh, I noticed you didn't comment on that last picture you got from that person. <laughs> what? <laughs> Any more? Uh... I don't even know what you're talking about. I haven't looked at our email. Did we get uh, another picture from the fake guy? I think Taylor got it. <laughs> Did the fake guy send us another uh, picture? We've never addressed the fake guy. Guys, let me tell you guys. It's, it's, it's like if now. you went to Kohl's and you bought a picture for him. <laughs> guys, some, a listener... Notice he has not emailed us since. I think he realized his mistake. Uh, a listener that we were fawning over, uh, we found out was uh, catfishing, or as I was saying privately in our group, fatfishing us. <laughs> because oh, that's mean. Why would anyone? Why would anyone catfish three middle-aged sad gay men? What are they getting out of that? What are they getting out of that? I'm not middle-aged. Two of us have diabetes. How are you catfishing us? <laughs> But we all still have our own toes. That is, that's, that's, you know, a plus with the diabetes. 
Wow. If you're still listening, Catfisher, we we have we harbor no ill will towards you. We just we just we just didn't be really puzzled as to why you did it. It was very strange. It was uh yeah it was it was odd anyway but that, that's fine it doesn't matter um what were we saying I don't know what we were saying I feel like w- there was something what wasn't this the part in the show where they just had the the eyebrow lady come in oh that that that, that part let me tell you this Daniel that part was so pointless <laughs> it was weird well it was clearly like um they had some sort of like uh, contractual obligation right. that they had to fill like right. uh some kind of weird also, cross promotion yeah, type thing exactly one of those weird because cross also, promotion type things it didn't make sense why wouldn't you have her come the day they're going to be on the runway <laughs> because she came into the eyebrows the day before they're going to be on the runway cuz she wasn't trying to teach them how to do drag eyebrows she was trying to teach them how to do regular eyebrows and the, but the thing the you're runway. teaching drag queens how to do eyebrows <laughs> no she was t- she only did it on the on the family members she didn't actually do it on any of the drag. It doesn't really it matter. Like, we, ladies and gentlemen, have very high standards on this show. We would never do a crossover. No, type never. No, ever. no. Hi, everyone. It's Jay Ellis from AfterBuzz TV. Oh. oh. All right, ladies. I'm here to tell you how to podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Ooh. Oh. Whoa. Ooh. How does it, How do you do that, Jay? Well, as you know, I'm on a very, very high-profile network, so I'm here to show you the ins and outs of how to podcast. What would you say is one of the steps, Jay? First, <laughs> ooh, I don't want to get too shady, because <laughs> I was about to throw some people in, <laughs> under a bus here. Uh, what was the question? Sorry. Let's start from the top. What what, uh, what do you say? What would you say is one of the steps of doing a good podcast for about RuPaul's Drag Race? Other than paying good, attention. Yeah. Well, Taylor, you're onto something there. You have to pay attention and know your material. It's important to know who you're talking about and what the episode was go- what was going on in the episode. Oh, interesting. Oh. Wait, I have a question. So, do you actually oh. do you guys watch the episode before you talk about it? Not at all. We like to wing it. Oh, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So, yeah. Because it yeah. seems we that have, way. We have nothing, yeah, we have nothing to base any of our criticisms off of. We just kind of go from previous seasons and hold on to those uh, critiques of what we have from before. Oh, oh. That's, that sounds like a good time. Hey, Jay Ellis, <laughs> yeah. do, you ever, do, you, do you ever hang out with other podcasters? On occasion, I do. Um, I try to get in on a cross-promotion with people. Um, you know, there are some... Some that are cooler than others, but I, I like to spend Friday nights sometimes with a podcaster that I've met and love. Well, you know what? Let me ask you a question, actually, hypothetical. Let's say a dirty, crazy homeless man came into the pizza place you're at and he asked for some money. What would you say? It, what I would do is I would say, um, I'm not going to give you money, but I will buy you a slice. Yeah, we were at Jay and I were having a. Well, I wasn't eating. Jay was eating, and this homeless man came in and asked for food. So I actually bought him a slice of pizza. But then he wanted to have a more more conversation with it. My my and, my kindness. I'll buy you pizza, but I won't talk to you. And it wasn't a conversation so much as him whispering. I think he was like hexing us, like in a Harry Potter style way. It was very quiet. <laughs> I, we couldn't understand a word that he was saying, and I I didn't want him to really come in closer. So we just said thank you, I think, and left. I'm lost. I, I don't know. Do, do people yeah. often interrupt your podcast to buy pizza? Because this doesn't make sense to me. Oh yeah, sorry. Should this, should we Jay, be? Jay should have taught this. I I just I just went on a non sequitur in a podcast. You should not go on a non sequitur. Right, right. Jay? That's bad, bad, bad form. Right. This is what not to oh. do. Oh, but how do you feel about cats? Should cats be on the show or not? Totally acceptable as long as you acknowledge them every time they make an appearance on oh. your microphone. Got it. Got it. <laughs> how about Cubans? Should Cubans be allowed on the show? Wait, the sandwiches uh, they, or the race? 
yes. <laughs> or the cigars or the cigars. <laughs> Based on what I just saw about five minutes ago, I would leave them off screen. I don't think it's a good experience. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone, you guys missed it. Daniel's cat came in there. You would think Hitler walked in the room. <laughs> Oh no no he was talking about the Cuban because uh Babalu was oh, yelling it to here's that, wait wait no this is behind the scenes Jay Ellis is super besties with B-list actor Tom Link who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer now Taylor the Latte Boy knows that his fiance is a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan he's like oh my god Babalu Babalu come here come here come here and it was just like uh it was like a a scene out of Lucy and Ricky where it's just like he you could he was muted, so all we could see was this crazy Cuban man like doing hand gestures and yelling at poor little Taylor. It was very sad. <laughs> yeah. Did he yeah, it, it, yeah. Well anytime he wants a picture or something where he's a little bit more prepared, you can let me know, Taylor. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. All right. So this went to shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this just turned into an episode of After Buzz TV. No wait, no we can we, no we can make it we can make an episode of After Buzz TV. Ready? Um, I want everyone to think about what their favorite meal in their favorite restaurant and what city it is, and I want you guys to say it in three, <laughs> two, one. I think I lasagna and also and it's always great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put- I didn't know you guys. It's fine, but it's okay. Like I'll talk now. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know that's yeah. No shade. Well, Jay Ellis, thank you for joining us and dropping by just to teach us how to do podcasting. Next time, I'll try to do the brows. I'm looking on the cameras right now, and we could use help there too. Ooh. <laughs> Look at you, JK. Love you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, bye, Jay. You guys have been great this season. It's been fun talking with you guys. Bye, Jay. Bye, Jay. Oh, yay! Bye. Yay! yay. yay. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who even knew that we that we were all in the same place and there was a door? I know. Oh. Delano. Party. <laughs> <laughs> it's elimination day, and Alyssa and her sister cry about their mom's death, and RuPaul gets a boner. Detox and his sister cry about their dead father, and RuPaul got a boner. While Alaska used what's called in the business foreshadowing. Alaska, what were you like as a kid? He was a really good kid. As a baby, even. He hardly ever cried. Really? He made up for it later on. (laughs) I was a fucking monster. (laughs) I still cry when I don't get my way. (laughs) Now, Taylor, you're from Florida, so I actually want to bring this up with you specifically. Um, And I think you actually brought this up on your solo show. I wouldn't know if I listened, but um, I listened to it. I listened to it. Um, but but, what, but I do want to revisit. What did you think of sort of like the artificial just jamming in of the pulse mention uh, during deep during the uh, makeup part of the of the? I, I did mention this on on my yeah, show, and i I thought it was I thought it was gross on the producer's part because it didn't it was not relevant to anything they were talking about. If this was a situation in which this was filmed this year to be shown last year. Cause I know Roxy was a part of that. Clearly it would make sense to talk about that experience and what that was like for her to, to just kind of where, and it was this real, if you weren't paying attention, like moment that you kind of went, wait, what did she just say? And then because we know this was filmed a year ago, it, it, it just didn't make any sense. Cause I, how often do they ever mention bars that they, they perform in well, by name? They never talk about Mickey's cause I know Mickey's is a big one that they all perform in in, yeah. in West Hollywood. But they never talk about that. So for but, them to mention that specifically was just ugh. Now, 
Now, my my degree is in psychology. Is that your degree in psychology also, Taylor? My degrees, my master's degree is in psychology. Okay, so oh, I mean, so, wow, someone just whipped their dick out. Of no, 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 wow. no, 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 no. I was just going to say. So I mean, so it it to me, it's kind of like that whole schema thing. Like when it's when it's in your schema, like you buy a new Kia. And it's like suddenly you see a whole bunch of Kias on the road because it's part of your schema now. And like it's, it's like you just notice those things because now it's more relevant to you. When I watched it the third time, really the point of that whole clip was him being really having a really hard relationship with his father. And his father finally came to watch him perform at the club. And the way he said it, it almost like as someone who's, you know, not to toot my own home, it's pretty good at editing. It would have been really hard to take Pulse out of that sentence. It's like he came and saw me when I was at Pulse. And I was really happy that he did it. And he said it such a, in a, such a fast way. So to me, I'm almost willing to give them that this was just kind of a, that they had to leave it in there if they were going to leave that clip about his father. And, you know, while he's talking to his sister about his rocky relationship with his father, um, cause it, it was like, it was a good moment, right? Now, granted, you know, Roxy is from Florida. She's from the Orlando area. So, I mean, Pulse is, was her club, right? And so Detox being her best friend probably performed there a lot. I don't know. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I can see that, but I think that it, it's just, it seems very odd that they would, I think that there's ways uh, to, to edit that where they probably could, Lord knows they know how to edit a show. Yeah. No, what so. they would have done then is they would have then asked her in confessional like, Oh, so can you talk? And then it would have just been a confessional clip about her father without using the club name as opposed to that candid moment. But well, everyone knows what Pulse is, so why not? I mean, it's, it's a shorthand way of doing that. So I don't know that it was necessarily a horrible thing, but that's just me. I, I, have, I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I was kind of a little pressed for time today. And so I didn't go and do my audio, like listen to it on audio. I could probably go do it right now, actually. But um, I do know from watching it again, there's a cutaway when she says the name of the club. I, I, I'm being vague here for a reason. There's a cutaway where it's not on her face. It's a, it's a cutaway of something else. And then they go back to her. And what I thought was weird was she says pulse. She's having a conversation to her with her sister and she says pulse in Orlando, which I think in, I think we learn in RuPaul's podcast. I think detox is from Florida. Yeah. So why would she say in Orlando? If she's See? talking to Roxy and her sister, why would she name the club and the city? See, because I just watched it right before the show, and I don't remember her saying Orlando. I just remember saying Pulse. No, I remember her saying Pulse in Orlando. Okay. I do remember I remember that. And I think the cutaway was to Roxy, where she said, you were there that night, right? And Roxy said, She yeah. said that afterwards. She said, and it was at Pulse. Oh, okay. and it was Pulse. He came and saw my show at Pulse, and I was really excited that he was there. You were there that night talking to Roxy. Okay. Um, and she said yes, but I mean, regardless, I mean, it, it doesn't. All right, fine. I'm, I'm not gonna. I mean, I, none I of us it, have it, the clip. It, it, they did. They did, yeah. I, I don't have. The, I didn't. Pull, I intentionally didn't pull the clip. I thought it was gross. But well, I don't know if I thought it was gross. There, you know, it, I know that the the fan reaction was mixed because a lot of people were very genuinely moved by it because knowing it was filmed a year ago, there was a certain eeriness that they're talking so casually about this club, not knowing what was to come. Does that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I see I, people talking about that. Yes, Taylor. I, I think I I don't think that. I mean, the 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 segment itself, the the scene, for lack of a better word, itself was not a horrible scene. I think I think going back to that genuine, there was genuine emotion between Rock uh, Detox and her sister talking about their dad and all that kind of stuff. I think it, the, the gross part of it was just that it just it kind of sullied it a little bit by because by using it the way that they did. Just because, like Daniel said, they could have done to a cutaway and interview, that kind of stuff. 
it just kind of it kind of left a, like a ew like taste in my mouth. All right. Um, let's go to the runway looks. All right. And if you will uh, check in your documents under the runway looks, we're going to do this in the order in which their siblings came into the room. So we're going to start with Alyssa Edwards and her sister Tabitha. Taylor Latte Boy, toot or poot? Boot. I didn't like either one of these looks. All right. Joe Batanz. I'm looking at it right now with our newfangled technology. I actually like Alyssa's skirt. I don't like the top, though. The top is not good. And for um, the sister, whose name is Ava Edwards, uh, it just looks really cheap in that top. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a boot. All right. Uh, do I get to do the uh, Joe yes. Tans? Uh, the correct yeah. answer is boot. Excellent. Let's move on to Alaska and her mother, Pam. So let's scroll down a little bit further there. Uh, Joe Batanz, what do you say about Alaska and Pam? You know, I watched this episode again, and uh, I, I heard what Michelle, Vachage, what Michelle Visage said, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go back and look, and I'm kind of not really seeing it. I think it's fine. Um, I, You know, in this picture, you can't see the flip-flops that Michelle was talking about, but... Um, I think they, I think they look, they, they, cause Alaska made it sound like, ugh, oh, I fucked up this challenge and all the girls like, yeah, she looked horrible. But to me, it looks fine. I mean, I'll give it, I hate the hat. I mean, I'll give it a toot, but. Just, yeah. a, just a side note. She is wearing heels on the runway looks. She was wearing flip flops in the Vogue number. Oh, well then, you know what? That's fucked up because maybe she didn't want her mom to fall down. Thank you. Taylor Latte Boy, Tudor Boot. Boot. This looks, this was lazy. This was uh, for somebody who we've talked about every week having a different look that, you know, pulling the, the American flag out, all that kind of stuff. This just was a very lazy put together. It looked very little kids in their mom's closet, Halloween store, feather boas. Uh, no, boot, 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 boot. It's, it's a tough one because this is Alaska. This is Alaska's look, right? A simple dress. And if anything, you could fault her for, that is a horrible wig. It is a horribly, like, oh, uh, on the mom, the mom's wig is awful. It is, yeah. to, to coin a phrase, thirsty. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? You're, you're right. I'm, I'm rephrasing the boot. I'm going to boot now. I'm changing my mind. So the correct uh, answer is boot. All right, uh, moving back over to this document here. The next one is Detox and her sister, Heather. So, uh, Taylor Latte Boy, what say you about Detox and her sister? I love me some lime green and splashes of color, but I did not like either one of these outfits. I understand that they're Marco Marco, I think. I saw that somewhere. And that gave them a little bit more cachet with me, but I still don't like them. So I'm going to say boot. Joe dance. I really like them. I think I actually, I don't really like the bra thing on the sister on D-Rama, but uh, I love Detox's dress. I love everything about Detox's dress. Um, and the sister, I like most of the dress except for the, the, the Madonna boob cups. I'm going to give it a toot. The correct answer is burn them. Burn them both at the oh, stake. Really? Throw them off the stage. Uh, the fingernail polish does not match the dress. The dresses are hideous. I do like the fascinators though. So had they come out naked in the fascinators, I think it would have been a two. Uh, otherwise, no. Uh, moving along here to Katya and her mom, Pat. Joe Batanz. Hold on, I'm finding them. Katya and her mom, Pat. 
Okay, I love I love it. I love Katya's dress. I, I think it's so rad, so 1970s, regal beagle realness. <laughs> and the mom was so funny as like the old Russian mother. A major, major toot. Tell lots of boy. Major toot. Absolutely. This was regal beagle realness is my catchphrase for the night. <laughs> that you you win the award for that. It was I love I especially love the hair. The the Dorothy Hamill fucked a mushroom. Oh, to me, it's Angelian. Angelian, yes, that whole thing is just perfection and just a complete. I can see the J.C. Penney's catalog page in my head with this one. Fun fact. Wait, wait, wait. Quick note. Oh, okay, go ahead. Your fun, uh, fact. fun fact. And total recall, we found out that she actually brought that wig with her to season seven, but was eliminated before she got to wear it in season seven. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yes. did not know that. Um, quick question. Um, hashtag Tyler H or um, Jordan Levine. If you got any of those references when Taylor and I were talking about uh, Katya, please explain them to us. I want to make sure to test. Thank you. <laughs> Without looking it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, or don't Googling look it up it. on the internet. We probably have other listeners that are under the age of 18 that uh, can well, they're the only ones that write test. into us regularly. Uh, finally, let's go to Roxy and her grandma, Sonia. Uh, where did I start last time? I started with Joe. Uh, so Taylor, Roxy. Um, I'm going to give this one a toot for props because the grandmother seems to have significant problems walking. So I, I she kind of gets a a pity toot for me, but you know, a pity toot, a patoot, a patoot. Yeah, she gets a patoot. Um, a yeah, patootie. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it's a, a toot, I, yeah. I guess. A lowercase t toot. Joe Batanz. See, this is the problem. It's, this is the soft bigotry of lowered expectations here because this is so affirmative action tooting. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I'm gonna say boot. I don't like the, I don't like the grandma's dress. I don't like Roxy's sleeve things. I like her wig though. I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of the wig. Uh, I'm gonna give it a boot. Suit only because we actually saw her make these dresses there that day. I mean, it's just like That's she, she cut the fabric. I'm still going to give it a boot, yeah, though. So. Uh, there you go. That is the runway looks for this episode of a thing. Of the thing. <laughs> of the, of the th- I don't know what it's called. It's the, the runway looks of, of the, the thing. Of the, the thing. place with the guys. The and the, it's, the, the it's thing, got the queens it on it. It's got the the people. The people that yeah. dress like the women thing. Back on the main stage, the judges gave their critiques. First up, Alyssa and Ava Edwards. First up, Alyssa and Ava Edwards. <laughs> I love the Vogue so much. I felt like it was like a weird, like, birds of death nightmare that I never wanted to end. <laughs> I did think you had too much going on in that ensemble. Alyssa, even for you. But this runway tonight is everything that I love about Alyssa Edwards. I have to agree. And you look so fantastic. Thank you. Um, I think you nailed the challenge perfectly because you look like sisters. Thank you so much. Daniel J. Brewer, did you have, did you agree or disagree with the judges' critiques? <sighs> First of all, do you think they actually played Vogue? And then they like replaced it with that RuPaul song. And so we were just seeing weird dance. Like, do you think in the room they actually probably played Vogue and did a little dance to it? Could have. Um, I mean, they just find another song that's the same beat, the same beats per minute. But then, yeah. why wouldn't they just do the RuPaul song? Because there's no dance named after it, <laughs> right? There's a there's a dance named after the song Vogue, so you can say, anyway. But well, you can still Vogue to the song. Yeah, I, but they, they wouldn't have the, done the, the 
RuPaul song when they were evoking. They wouldn't have played that twice. And also the dance isn't named after the song. The song's named after the dance. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, no, Madonna, no, the song. Really? No, the song yeah, came out before the dance. It's in Burning. Yeah. It's, and it was around for, since the 70s. Okay, great. I don't know anything. Um, but you're, you guys, I've never seen Paris is Burning, so I don't know. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That is like oh one of the, God. you have to watch oh, Paris well. is Burning. Is the, Email is the, us at rdrr <laughs> at pride48.com. Is, is the soundtrack by TLC in that? Because it's probably, uh, the same. It, no, I agreed with the, the, the assessment of the judges here. By the way, I would just like to point out that one of us called them out on having like really like C and D list guest judges. And then they had, uh, Last week, Graham Norton, and this week, uh, the girl from the greatest movie ever made, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, Taylor. <laughs> oh, no. I've been waiting for this for the last, like, 45 minutes. The movie of the summer. The movie of the they summer. They never said the movie of the summer. Oh, yes, they did. For everyone who doesn't for well, we all know, Jordan Darling knows what we're talking about here. <laughs> Jordan Darling. I've never seen that song. I have a new one, actually. <laughs> Steven Starling. <laughs> he, he, I give him the song now. So, anyway... On uh, Taylor's show, Pod is my co-pilot. His uh, co-host, Rodan, he loves this Mike and Dave need wedding dates like nobody's business. He think, and he said it was the movie of the summer. Then there was some legitimately great movie. I can't remember what it was. And he was like, mm. yeah, that sucked. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah, he was just like, yeah. okay, great. Good. Taylor, what do you think? <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Alyssa well, you and agree Ava with the judges? I, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't you know. You didn't listen, did you? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Listen to what? The clip? The, yeah. Yeah, the clip. I, I, well, we it. got talking about Vogue, and then Daniel decided, you know what sounds like fun to do on the second to last episode? Rip out Taylor's heart and say that he's never seen Paris is Burning. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that. It, 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 it doesn't matter at this part, because now we have to do a Paris is Burning recap episode at some point. For, so, oh, we should, do that. No, we should what, do that in the off season. We should. For our younger listeners, what you've just heard Taylor do is what's called in the political business, The Pivot. He's been practicing. He's been practicing. He's coaching Hillary Clinton. He's been, he's been practicing. And in fact, he actually has in, in his, uh, podcast practice, he actually has people that play Joe Batanz and Daniel Brewer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Chris Christie plays me. <laughs> I, think, I think Giuliani plays me with yeah, the crazy glasses. Like, <laughs> that sounds about right. For some reason, I feel like the guy that plays Toby on the West Wing plays Daniel. I like Toby. That's Richard Schiff. I never said he was a bad person. Yeah. That's who I think. Richard, uh, Richard Schiff, I believe, is his name. Look, D- Taylor yeah. knows Richard Schiff. <laughs> doesn't know anybody in TLC. Right. And has never seen Paris person. is Burning. <sighs> never, well, he's never seen a black and white movie. Paris is Burning is a black and white. I know. Well, there's black. Well, I gotta be black. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's black people in it. There's lots of black people in it. I have seen black That's white movies. That's why he doesn't watch it. Black there's and even, white. we even talked about Paris is Burning last season because Bob the Drag Queen made a Paris is Burning reference about the drag queen that killed somebody and put them in their closet. Paris is Burning comes up all the time. Okay, Mommy wait, Dearest and where do Paris I find is Burning it? come up on the Paris is Burning is on Netflix. It is I on know Netflix. it's on Netflix. Yeah, it streams on Netflix. All right. You have a homework. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I'm, I know that we, one of our listeners, uh, we, we just talked about this recently. One of our listeners, uh, their husband works in, as a story editor in reality TV. We need to interview him. We've got some other people that we need to interview. And I, we, in the off season, I will, I will watch Ferris is Burning and we will, we will all sit down. Let's all watch it again and me for the first time. And then we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll do a small episode about it. How's that? It'll be fun. He thinks we're going to forget about this. 
No, no, no. I'm saying so that way we can we can uh, do something in the off season. It doesn't have to be every week, but I mean we can do you know a one. Oh, no, we're not going to talk about the same movie every week. No, what I'm just saying, it's like we don't have to do a weekly podcast in the off season, but we could do you know a couple of podcasts in the. But if we don't do a weekly podcast, guys, look, I need a break. But if we don't, Daniel, calm down. It, we're buzzing through this episode. If we don't do a weekly podcast, I'm not wait, feeling when that you some I'm, people. Like, go ahead. Huh? Wait, what do you? I was just. I was. Why were you sighing? I was just sighing because you were just like. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> we all need a break. Uh, I was agreeing with you. We needed a break. That's why oh, I said we didn't I need to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we're we starting to turn on each other. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, if there was there was no greater words ever in the history of the language than I saw this like. Like winner is crowned next week, and I'm like, oh, thank God, thank oh, God. I was like, oh, I was like thinking, like I was just thinking, like freedom. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh, yes. I get my Tuesday nights back. Oh my God, world. Tuesday my nights. my raid group started tonight. I had to miss the raid oh, group. Did it? Yeah, but you know what? You'll be the next you week. Have a group you about yes. bug spray. <laughs> no, I will miss next week too. Oh no, I won't. Why? Cause, yeah, because no. we're doing a Friday show this week. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking oh, about Paris. You know, there, I feel yeah. there are some people. I feel this season has been a, a transformative season, and I think there are people who will be very sad when we're gone. <laughs> You'll miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Next on the judges panel, Alaska and Hawaii. Up next, Alaska and Hawaii. Listen this time, Taylor. Aloha. I thought that the performance was really fun. But what's having a disconnect from me, Alaska, was that you let your mom come out on the main stage in flip-flops and you're done in a gown. And mom has a piece of sheer sequin fabric wrapped around what looks to be a corset. Because this is All-Stars. I think this was a bit lazy tonight and I expect more. It could be because you've been doing so well. Expectation is so high, but this is the top five, so this wouldn't be the week to not go 100% full out. Taylor the Latte Boy, what were your thoughts? Do you agree or disagree with the judges' critiques? I absolutely agree, 100%. If you're going to keep, if you're going to keep winning ten thousand dollars, which we haven't talked about that at all this season, the stupid way she says dollars, but whatever. You know, you, you can't, you can't at this point, you can't slip up. You can't slip up because. Again, she didn't put enough salt in it, using the Top Chef analogy. You're this close to the end. It's something like not salting your dish enough is what sends you home, and this is something that could have sent her home. Well, to go with the Top Chef analogy, you know, the problem is is when you cook a lot and you're constantly tasting and tasting and tasting, your your tongue becomes uh, desensitized to the salt, so you can't tell what's up and what's down. It's almost like you're, you're free-falling. You don't know which way is up with the salt because of how much you've been tasting it. And so chefs can struggle with that. Do you think it's sort of the same thing here where she's been in this, the game for like two weeks since now that um, the exhaustion is wearing on her? That that might very well be the case. But I think that this was a good, you know, it didn't feel like there was any sort of trying. I can't really speak to the Vogue art because I didn't necessarily notice the flip-flops, but until they, they pointed at the scene. But I, I don't know that I necessarily... I don't think she tried and hard enough with this one. And it might be that her sense of perception is off. And she's at this point, she may be running out of outfits and she thought, okay, well, what can I do? Well, I've got a black dress and a white dress. I can put these two together and wasn't thinking it all the way through. It, it just wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a good week for her, obviously, as we'll get to later. Daniel J. Brewer, do you want to jump in here? I think it was an unfair, it was an unfair critique from the standpoint of the mothers are not the contestants. So faulting the mother for coming out in flip flops, that, that may have been, there may have been a reason that she came out in flip-flops. These are older women. Maybe she can't walk in heels or maybe she can't dance in heels and, and whatever. As far as not trying, I would like to point out 
During their Vogue number, Alaska crawled under her mother's dress and came out on the other side with a horse head on her head. It's like she did do some production in some, some, you know, there, there was a routine that was going on for the dance number. And that high band. Yeah, there was a high. So I think if anything, she was, she was guilty of self branding instead of, uh, you know, like maybe the little pound cake reference earlier in the season and now the Alaska high thing was just one self reference too far for the judges or something that they kind of like turned on her. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Alaska was as bad. You know, I don't think the looks or, or her dance number was as bad as, as we're led to believe. Oh, and I think that we've seen, we've definitely seen worse looks from other contestants this season. But when you're in, there has to be somebody of five people, even if all five of them did amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. There has to be somebody in fifth place. And this week it was definitely her. I mean, even though you had things like black and leopard print and, and you had the, the lime green things, the Marco Marco dresses and everything, you still have, it was just a basic black and a basic white dress Correct. with, with a, a couple of shit wigs yes. and the real weird floppy hats and feather boas that you can pick up at any Halloween I'll store. You I'll give you that. So it, it was not. I just saying the whole flip flop thing. And the, and I, I noticed the horse head thing is like, wait, who is that? That's Alaska. Alaska had a horse head on her that she didn't have when she came out. There was like, there was a whole dance number that we, we could have seen there. But regardless, I mean, it's like, you know, the judges are going to do what the judges are going to do. I'm not saying she should have been in the top two. Okay. But when you have five contestants, right, you have the top two, and then everyone else is in the bottom. So Finally, Roxy and Raquel Andrews. Up next is Roxy and Raquel Andrews. You don't have to show a lot of skin to be sexy, and those suits were so hot. But I might have liked some crazy accessory or something else to just make this look more drag runway. But you look sexy. Hope you don't mind me saying that. No, oh no, go ahead. <laughs> Calm down, Mom. <laughs> Daniel J. Brewer, do you agree or disagree with the judges' critiques? I, you know, Roxy looked great in both looks. Her mom is an older woman, and I mean, she she pulled them off. I mean, they weren't horrible looks, but they weren't outstanding. So, so yeah, I'll you know. They have to, they, they weren't winning looks, but I mean, yeah, they, they weren't horrible. I mean, but that's just at like this level of the competition where you have five people left. There's just, we're nitpicking, right? I mean, it's like that none of them were horrible. None of the five of them were horrible. TTLB, do you want to jump in? Um, I, I think that, it, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the best put together look, but I appreciate the fact, and I forgot about the fact that Roxy made both of those looks. So that gives it a little bit more of an edge over, say, you know, going back to Alaska and her mom. I, I it just seemed like there was a little bit more. There was a little bit more. I, I don't know how else to say that. But yeah. yeah, they weren't necessarily. Again, they weren't my favorite looks overall the entire season. It wasn't something where I was like, wow. And Roxy's had a couple. We talked about the red outfit that she wore the one time, where the, yeah. the reveal, the the double reveal outfit, or whatever. That's. When you see her doing stuff like that, and then this just was kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, the workroom deliberations. Detox takes Alyssa away for a talk. Katya pulls Alaska aside for a chat, leaving Roxy Andrews once again behind <laughs> all by herself, which is her biggest nightmare. But let's be honest. <laughs> I just got what you were doing with that. Okay. <laughs> but let's be honest. This is all about Alaska. No, but I was here. I was here. I came and picked her up. I was right next door. I was watching on the video monitor. I just walked over. I was right behind yeah, it. Was, there's not even a wall there. It's just a screen. I could, I could walk around it. Tell me. Go to Walgreens. She, she graduated from high school. But let's be honest. This is all about Alaska's meltdown. 
put us in like. I didn't do great this challenge. I got really terrible critiques, and I fucked up, and I feel terrible about it. And I'm sorry that I won so much because it fucking sucks. <laughs> You're beating yourself up. Yeah, you yeah. need to just stop it. Just Is jump it no, I'm uncomfortable. Drag fucking hurts. So what happened this week? I don't know. I guess all I can say is I really want to stay. And I think I deserve to stay. I need to go to the end of this competition. I need to. Party. Okay. I fucked up this week, man. I fucked up. And it really sucks. It fucking, really fucking sucks a lot. And I need to be in the final four. And now I, now I'm potentially looking at, I'm not go, I'm not going to be. And it really fucking sucks. Well, I'll give you $10,000 if you let me stay. Before taxes, I'll transfer it to you via PayPal because I need to stay in this competition. I need to be in the final four. Taylor the Latte Boy. Um, what were your thoughts on, cause, and I wonder if you agree with me on this, Taylor, when I was pulling the clips, hearing the audio, it doesn't sound that bad. So it's a lot of it's a visual, I think, but what, yeah. what were you, what was your takeaway? Um, I, it was just gross. It, whether this was her being silly or her being genuine or her having an actual meltdown, I, the whole thing is it, Something that I have enjoyed about Alaska is even though she does all the silly where she talks like that, there's a, there's an intelligence to her and there is a maturity to her that this all seemed to kind of go out the door. This seemed very, just seemed so low rent that I, I, I lost respect for her as a character. And when she got to the point of where she said, I, you know, I will give one, I'll give one of you all $10,000 you know, PayPal, whatever, that sort of thing that just showed, just showed an ugliness, whether it was a joke or not. And I know that you mentioned before that somebody was a detox was um, laughing. And one of our listeners sent an email that said, there's a picture where she had where Roxy is kind of smirking in the background when she's saying it. And even still, why you would have a meltdown like this, knowing that this is going to affect your brand after you leave here, you know, why you would be willing to, to possibly damage your brand by having this immature meltdown real or otherwise. It, it baffles my mind. I, I can address a lot of that, but uh, Daniel, did you want to jump in here? Yeah, I, I think there's several different things going on here. Number one, I mean, yeah, she probably had the little mini meltdown when she pulled off her wig and her hat and she was throwing her bobby pins and stuff like that. And that is, you've ever been around performers before they're they're divas i mean that's something didn't go their way they're very upset at themselves for something not going their way and there's nothing you can do to console them it's just it's one of the in an industry that is built around them being surrounded by people that are going like yes that's a great idea oh my god that's amazing that's these are all these people that make their living off of her brand that are constantly telling her what a great person she is in in when they fail at something it becomes really, really tough for them to deal with. And they overreact a really big way in a really big way. I would like to now flash back for a moment. There we go. Let's flash back now to, uh, you know, back in the two thousands when I was working at a little club in Ybor city, uh, called El Goya. 
And uh, I was in the main video show round, show bar there. I was bartending there, which is the drag bar. And at my bar where I was at was the, you know, six foot tall photographs. I mean, pictures, framed pictures of all the main drag queens that were performing there. Joey Brooks, Stephanie Chappé, blah, blah, blah. A large fight broke out backstage between Stephanie Chappé and Joey Brooks about some little Twinkie. And um, the... A large fight broke out backstage between Joey Brooks and Stephanie Chappé over some little Twinkie thing, some Twinkie that they, that they were both hitting on. And Stephanie Chappé comes, stands on my bar, yanks her photo, you know, her picture, his six foot picture off the wall and throws it across the hall, uh, which knocks a light down, which shatters on top of my bar and into my ice bin. And then I had to like clean my ice bin out and stuff like that. It's like drag queens are very, very uh, dramatic and they they have these crazy, insane egos, and it's just kind of one of those things. I think Alaska had her little meltdown, but I think by the time she got to her $10,000 thing, it was later, and that was a joke, because when you see the clip, Detox is in a different outfit. She's getting dressed for her you know, for her lip sync number, and Roxy is helping her get dressed, which is why you see Mark, Roxy smirking, and, and the line that she says is, I'll pay you $10,000 you know, pre-tax on, you know, so it's, I think it was more of a, of, of a joke. I think they combined those two things into an extended, you know, meltdown. Well, but could, but could it be at that point though, that when she was saying that and they were smirking, that could be where they're, where she could have been genuine. And the two of them were kind of, cause we've all had that where we've had a friend who's had a meltdown and the first you take it very seriously, but by the end you and all your friends are looking at each other like, yeah, yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah, but, but I, I think because of the fact that when she started her ripping off the wig and everything, they're in one outfit, and then by the time she gets to the PayPal thing, Detox has changed into another outfit. And when I, so there's there's a lot of time between those two particular different incidents is all I was saying. It's like, so did she have a meltdown? Absolutely. She absolutely had a meltdown because we see a confessional from Detox saying, like, I can't believe, you know, her behavior was really childish, blah, blah, blah. So we know something happened that a, a, you know, detox made a comment about it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was as bad as we were led to believe. But here's, here's the thing that really gets me is the people that are so, you know, people that were Alaska fans that are completely off of her just because she had a moment. It's like, this is entertainers folks. I mean, entertainers, you know, when things don't go their way are often children. And it's just like that. I'm sorry. Huh. That's, that's just podcasters as well. Um, so I, um, I have a lot of thoughts about this that um, I've shared other places already. Uh, a think piece on Amazon that you're selling piece for on Amazon desk. called uh, yeah called uh, Rolaska thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Joe Batanz, I will I will pay value the mute button. I will pay value. I will pay value two dollars and ninety nine cents if you will tell me your think piece Rolaska thoughts. Uh, my my think piece for Alaska thoughts is this: is that it's actually not Alaska thoughts. A lot of, it, it it's a synthesis of things that we know or they're a legend. For instance, one of the things we know because both Alaska and Sharon Needles have discussed this is Alaska tried out for Drag Race every single season. One, two, three, four, five. She got on, and Sharon Needles auditioned once for season four and got on and won. And that just Sharon being on the show caused major problems in their relationship. They both talked about this too. At the crowning of Jinx Monsoon, if you watch the video of the crowning in New York, and what the name, what's the name of the club, Daniel? 
uh, oh, uh, the, a, a stage 48. Stage 48. Uh, which is so funny if you see the video. This is, you know, the year before season six. So Bianca Del Rio is the unknown host <laughs> of the show. But, you know, typically the, like, for instance, did Violet Shotsky crown Bob the drag queen, Daniel? Yes. Okay. Sharon did not crown Jinx Monsoon. The reason, even though Sharon was there, allegedly is Alaska was drunk and despondent and, uh, and Sharon needed to attend to Alaska because she was so upset that she didn't win thereby not uh crowning jinx monsoon wow. furthermore and i Who read this on jinx monsoon oh you mean at the club okay at the club yeah i will also say this is not coming from me this is coming from a reddit user that if you do listen to this reddit user i credited you on um on the serious radio show i don't have the information in front of me but who had a very interesting thing thought on this i would like taylor's uh, uh input on this which is Alaska is a recovering addict, whether it be drugs or alcohol, but she's, she's in recovery. And that often people in recovery have severe control issues. They mm-hmm. like to control their environment. And so drag be- became her new drug and her new alcohol and her new obsession. And that's why she excelled at it. And so when she showed up, she had it all planned out. The way it was supposed to go. And so what we're seeing is an, is an addict unraveling at the loss of control. Uh, and that that's actually kind of what you're seeing. So it's actually more sad. It's not bratty. It's sad. We're seeing an addict in anguish. Taylor, you have any thoughts on that? I, that's, that makes perfect sense. That it still comes off as bratty. I'm sorry, but yeah. I mean, that's because she's not my client. If she was my client, I would go, Oh, that's so sad. But I, I, I that totally makes sense. We're working with people with drug and alcohol issues. There's a lot going on with control and it's very much, and honestly, I would kind of use the word at the, at the risk of offending any of our clients in sobriety. There is a brattiness to it because addicts want what they want when they want it. And if they don't get their way, they tend to have meltdowns. Mm-hmm. And she had mentioned during the show that, you know, she had been fucked up prior, you know, in other seasons and that kind of stuff. So th- when you use that, use the addiction piece to it. It makes sense. There is, there is definitely some sense to that, but it's still, as far as for entertainment, it's, it's not cute. No, I don't think she was kidding during the, um, $10,000. I do think, this is my guess, that there was some shady editing for a joke for the party because you can see Katya cracking a smile. And the, and if you look at it, the editing, the editing sort, they did the best job they could, but it seems sort of janky. I'm not saying that it didn't happen the way it did, but that it, that they edited to make it more awkward than it was. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, cause you don't see Alaska's reaction until much later, that maybe Alaska sort of cracked a smile too when we don't know what happened. And so I kind of feel there was a little manipulation there. And I feel that there was manipulation. Cause also when Alaska, we have to play the clip again. I don't want to play it. When she says, it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks, man. It comes out of nowhere, and I think it sounds like it's a reaction to the producer saying, Alaska, do you want to talk about how you feel right now? Or Because it, it's out of nowhere, and they didn't, they didn't give it any context whatsoever. It just sort of pops out. But I do think there's a lot of uh, editing. Daniel, do you want to jump in? No. Oh, Taylor, I, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, think I said I went on at length there. I, I think there was a meltdown. I don't think it was as big as we were led to believe. And I, I, I still, agree. I'm still going to stick with that PayPal thing was a joke because it, let's be, I mean, if, if I told you that I was going to pay you $10,000, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're a friend mm-hmm. of mine. It's like, you're not going to expect me to pay you $10,000. I mean, that's bullshit. It's like, no one's, 
It's like, it, it wasn't like she said this to a bunch of strangers, whatever. These are like, she said that to Roxy and Detox. And she didn't say, I'll pay one of you. She said, I will pay you. Talking to Detox, I will pay you. And it's just like, these are, these are her friends forever. That's Rolaska Talks, right? They've known each other forever. It's it's just one of those things. No one expects. But, but at this point, I mean, she's won $40,000 over the course of yeah. the season. 40000 what? Dollars. Dollars. Okay. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. Before I forget, RuPaul actually responded to that on Twitter. She is saying it that way as an homage to someone. And I forget. I was trying to find who it was. Maybe someone could email us and tell us. Because I know that someone said, I love the way you say dollars. And she actually said, yes, I was doing that as an homage to blah, blah, blah. So it's like the, okay. she's she's doing it as, as an homage. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack you. But go ahead. That's okay. And when you get, I mean, at this point, $40,000, it's not like somebody's handed her a briefcase with $40,000. She just knows that there's this yeah, it's the house's cloud money. o money out there. So it's not real money yet. So to say, I'll give you, you know – I'll give you $10,000. It's not like where she's thinking to herself, how am I going to make my rent this month? I'm going to offer you whatever. I, I think, I, I think, it, I think that she said it. I think she was being serious when she said it. That's my belief. And it surprises me that that would be allowed as far as the, as far, as far as the, the, the producers allow. Oh, it's not for, allowed. Right. I mean, cause, cause I mean, honestly, what's to keep them all from saying, well, there's 10 of us. Whoever wins, we're going to split it 10 ways the first week. And then every week, I'm just whoever the winner is, they're going to split it whoever the remaining so, people. That way we all win. I mean, th- I mean, that's an extreme, that's no, an no, extreme case, no, but. No, but that, that is, that is, that is a, a, a cromulent question. The, like in Survivor, right? In Big Brother, they actually have that written into the contracts that they, you know, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to share the winnings. You're not allowed to make deals with other contestants, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that they did that in Drag Race. I don't know that they are actually contractually forbidden from making contracts with each other. Um, they're not judges, right? They were given the power to eliminate people this this year, but I don't know that they carried it through the contract. Like, I don't know that that they had a Mark Burnett contract, right? That was like airtight. That like could they couldn't talk about it. They couldn't do things. Blah blah blah. I um, would be surprised if there wasn't a standard in reality show contracts that would have. I mean, you're right. Well, I don't know that you're right, but I must. It makes sense that they wouldn't have something like that in Survivor or Big right. Brother or anything. But keep in but, mind, keep in mind, Survivor in its DNA had the contestants voting each other off. Drag Race has always been the contestants have no effect on who goes each week. This was a brand new twist this season where the, the queens are given the, the power to do that. So for them not writing that into the contract may have just been, you know, a lazy oversight on their part, not even thinking that they would have, you know, any kind of, of, uh, of collusion or whatever. But like I say, that doesn't run afoul of any game show laws because those are the contestants among them. Is the game show laws specifically forbid the company awarding the prize from any kind of foul play. Like, so when people say, oh, it's rigged for this, it's rigged for that. It's like, there's federal laws that prevent that, right? They have lawyers on staff that make sure that the game is fair because they could get sued otherwise. But you know, in this case, these are contestants talking to each other. I don't know. I, again, I, I'm going to go back to it. I think it was a joke though. I mean, we could, we could, we could go on and on about this, but I think we've beat it to death. Yeah. We, I, I don't even want to go into the conspiracy theories and all that drama about this, you know, the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories, which I'm known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even to get in there. All right, let's moving on. Katya and Detox went head to head in the lip sync and Detox was selected as the winner. Now, she was faced with the toughest part of winning the lip sync. On one hand, you have Alaska who has been slaying this entire competition. And then you have Alyssa who has also been slaying. And then you have my best friend <laughs> who I feel like there have been several times where she 
didn't necessarily deserve to be in the bottom. And tonight especially was one of them. Unfortunately, I do have to make a decision. It shows on the side. I'm sorry. I can't sit okay. I'm so sorry. But I just couldn't send Roxy home today because she did so amazing. And I couldn't do it. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I love you so much. And I just hate this. As it is written, so it shall be done. Alyssa Edwards, you are an all-star. <laughs> now, sashay away. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good luck, you all. Well, now was a lovely fourth runner-up. <laughs> Back in the workroom, Alyssa said goodbye. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. Today was so magical. I had the opportunity working with my sister, and I did everything that I wanted to do. I can't leave this competition with nothing other than a sense of joy. So I'm very proud. Aww. Don't cry. Why are you upset? Because you're always a winner to me. That's all that matters. And they did what anybody else would have done. They eliminated their biggest competition. Oh, was I the biggest one? Yes, <laughs> yes. That's my sister. <laughs> I'm leaving this a better Alyssa than I came in. That's the win. I am Alyssa Edwards. Always and forever. Trust the Duchess when she says, Ladies, any stray thoughts on the episode? Daniel. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that she had originated that, that phrase. He's, she's her good Judy. I've, I've heard Larry Flick say that before. I didn't know that that was actually. What's that, that mean? That, yeah. It's an Alyssa Edwardism. Edwardism. Is there, is there a word for an Edwardism? Like an Alyssaism or, uh, uh, an Edward. An Edward. Uh, uh, that's, that's a groaner. Uh, no, I mean, straight thoughts. Are, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. She was, she was channeling Doug Henning there. There's another one for you young guys. She was channeling Doug Henning. It was like, it's been a magical experience. Wow. A lot of, a lot of wow. obscure references for the youngins. Uh, Taylor the Latte Boy, any stray thoughts? Anything we didn't mention? By the way, before you take this, Taylor, I want everyone to know, I do this every week. Is there anything we didn't mention? Did we bring everything up? And Dana's like, oh, I'm moving on, moving on, moving along, moving along, moving along. We did, we mentioned everything. I must say, I know for sure last week, then we finished recording and Daniel goes, you know, we never mentioned this. <laughs> All right, you know what? On that line, I have something. But go ahead, Taylor. What are your? Do you have? Any no, go ahead. Time? If you have something. Then... All right. So next week, I mean, next week is the finale. They're crowning a winner next week. How do you think that's going to go? There's four people left. So how do you think that's going to go? Do you think that there's going to be half of an episode where they get rid of one person and then they do three, or do you think it's just going to be all four of them and Rue's going to pick a winner? I think it's going to be all four of them. I mean, just from the little bits that I've seen with the preview, it looks like that's going to be all four of them in the stuff on the main stage, unless they're doing, of course, they look like they also have multiple looks. So maybe yeah. it is where they have, they go from three to two to the, the winner. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be all four of them. It's only an hour long episode. And I don't know. I haven't checked back. Is the, is the reunion show right after or? No, I think it's, I, th- I think it's the following week. Oh, so the reunion, they're not going to, they're not going to uh, preempt uh, that hilarious and amazing finding. Mm-hmm. Charming. Now that Robbie's gone, they might as well just like uh, get rid of that fucking show. Uh, Taylor, any three thoughts on the episode? No, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. 
You know, when uh, I did want to say this, uh, again, another Reddit user pointed this out, and at first I thought the person was crazy, and then I watched it again, and I, there is something here, where the person feels that Alyssa threw a little shade when she left. So think about it. Alyssa's walking out. She says her little thing. And Katya's back is to her, right? Because Katya's safe. The only three people left on stage are Alaska, Roxy, and Detox. Mm-hmm. So Alyssa's leaving, and she's, she points she counts. She goes one, two, three to Alaska, Roxy, and Detox. She goes one, two, three, and points to herself and said, "A lovely fourth alternate." Yes. Saying, in other words, a little shady, like, "I'm Team Katya." I saw that, but I, after seeing it a few times, I think it's just that Katya was standing kind of in her blind spot. You know what I'm saying? It's like Katya was parallel to her, not. Yeah. She couldn't have pointed to her. I think that was more happenstance than anything. Had Katya yeah. won and Detox, you know, was standing back there, she wouldn't have pointed at Detox, I think. And you, that, that, that would involve Alyssa being very clever and yeah. very quick <laughs> all at the same time. And I don't think that's necessarily going to uh, happen. I second. Girl, that. you're being Rigor Morris. <laughs> Rigor Morris, baby. Rigor Morris. Morris. I, I'm all just right. saying the cleft notes of this episode say that that's probably not the, the real meaning behind it. Let's move it along. It's time for our email section. Emails. We've got emails. All kind of emails. How do we know who goes first? How do we decide that? I don't know. Taylor, why don't you go first? Okay. (laughs) That's how we decided. Uh, My email is from Gus Chad, and it's titled, Taylor, this one is for you. Or this is one for you. Here comes the email. Here comes the email for you. Bum, 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 bum. I don't, I was, I was uh, trying to add productions and I'm, I'm failing miserably. I'm so sorry. Yes, you are. (laughs) I fucked it up. I fucked it up. I fucked it up and I just need to stay here for the final episode. I just say, Taylor, I'll pay you $10,000 pre-tax. Okay. (laughs) My PayPal address is. All right. So it says, Taylor, this one's for you, but the other guys can respond too. Do you think the first three season winners would have won if fans had a say? I never understood how Tyra Sanchez won. None of us can. Um, loved your solo show, especially your dig at Daniel's camping. Whoops. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, I would say I think that it might have been different for the, for the top three. I think that I know that none of my favorites won for top three. Um, as much as I liked Raja, I think Manila would have been, I, w- I would have liked seeing Manila crowned as the winner for season three for season two. I I would have been happy with either Raven or Jujubee as the winner. And for season one, I remember very little about season one, but I know it was down to Bebe and Nina Flowers. And between the two, Nina Flowers has such a had such an original look, especially for the time before you saw this drag explosion, that I, I think Nina should have won that season. And I think that you hear more about people enjoying the looks from Nina Flowers than you do, and even Raven at this point. You don't hear as much about Jujubee. But Raven in particular, then the other, like, who the hell talks about Tyra Sanchez anymore? So, Tyra do you guys Sanchez. agree or disagree? Yeah. I, I honestly, know, I don't remember the first three episodes. First so, three seasons. Yeah, I watched them all. Yeah, I have trouble remembering them. But from what I hear, uh, from fans on Reddit and also when you look at raw numbers, I guess it depends on how you view this show. But from what I hear, if you do a second viewing of season two, you kind of understand a little more why Tyra won. Also, up until very recently, like maybe Bianca or something, somewhere around there, um, Tyra had like by numbers, the, one of the strongest performances ever was constantly in the top 
or winning. Um, and so by, by a numbers thing, Tyra deserved to win. Raven didn't have the just sheer numbers. So the question is, and that applies actually very well to this season. You know, numbers alone, Alaska wins. If you're just yeah. looking at numbers, Alaska wins. Katya struggled a lot this season, but there's a huge fan support that is astronomical for Katya. So who does RuPaul choose? That's what makes it very difficult. So it's safe to say at this point, though, that Roxy and Detox are out. They're just oh yeah. Fillers I would be point. floored if Roxy and Detox. Yeah, I, I, either one of them won. And I would be fine with either Alaska or Katya winning. Obviously, I want Katya to win, but I'm I'm fine with either one. I don't think that Katya floundered so much as that she just wasn't featured in those in those shows. So so do you, do you having watched the first three seasons and Daniel says he doesn't remember them, but do you agree with who the winners were for those three seasons? Just I from think with Raj, I agree with it, and BB Zahar, but I have trouble remembering them. Um, like I, I've seen season two and did not remember Tatiana at all. So, oh yeah, no, because Tatiana and Raven hated each other. For Tatiana and have... Raven and Tyra, they that that she was Tyra was the one that was annoying. Raven was clearly the villain, and actually Tyra was kind of the villain too at points. They were all kind of sort of annoying. I think I need to rewatch a lot of the seasons. Maybe we should do a recap of old seasons. Oh. Yeah, the thing is, the season one is unavailable. <laughs> Um, it's, it's been scrubbed from existence. It's very hard to even get a hold of it. Uh, but yeah, season two is, I think there's like a really weird way you have to watch it. You have to like actually pay for it. Cause I don't think it's available. Like I know that the later seasons are available on either Amazon prime or Netflix. Season four which. and on. Yeah. Season four and on are on Amazon prime, but season two and three, they're available on Amazon, but you have to buy them, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I watched season two and three on Netflix. So I okay. knew they were available at one point. They were at there. one point, then they got rid of them, like oh, about okay. a year okay. or two ago. Um, next email, Daniel J. Brewer. No. In fact, it comes from Stephen Starling, who writes, uh, after watching this week's episode again with my best friend, that's code. You think that's code? Why would he be, why would he use code? I don't know. Then maybe it's not. With my best friend, we kind of feel like Katya is the only person left to root for as the All-Star 2 winner. Alaska's meltdown may have served for great drama to add to the suspense of whether or not she could possibly go home. I mean, I thought maybe if Katya won, she would send her home out of the sake of competition. But now Alaska seems tainted. And who wants to go with her to win now? Roxy should clearly have gone home weeks ago. And Detox tears seem genuine. But now it just seems like three girls really are ganging up on one. Well, technically, there's no ganging up. Katya just seems like the girl you want to root for now. What are your thoughts? Do you feel the same? You know, we do love an underdog in this country. <laughs> you know, so it's like that saying actually mean, you know, it, it describes us really well. It's like Alaska has dominated in this competition, but I think that domination has made a lot of people feel like, oh, I want, I want, I want the underdog to win. I want there to be a shakeup. I want there to be, you know, some kind of shakeup. It's like, so people that would be okay with Alaska winning are really rooting for Katya because they just, because they want to see a shakeup of someone who has dominated the competition so, so hard. I believe that America also loves a redemption story mm -hmm. and there's no one more suited for that redemption story than Alaska. She is not Fifi O'Hara. And she knows how to play this game. And so it would be a wise bet for RuPaul to pick her as the winner. Yes, there would be a major avalanche of hate initially. Like, really, it would be awful. It would be dreadful the amount of hate RuPaul would get. But if she were to choose Alaska, and I wouldn't be surprised if she chose Katya, Alaska, Alaska's already started to turn it around. She's totally – she's doing what Fifi O'Hara should have done, and she's owned the villain edit and sort of used it and turned it around and almost made fun of it. And like even last week, if you saw 
she she uh, commented on something that happened in the show at a, at a viewing party, and she was dressed as like an evil queen, <laughs> and uh, so and then she put the snake emoji that Reddit was using for her. And so she's owned it, and I think she will once again come very quickly into our good graces to the point where people will be like, yes, she should have been the winner. Um, that's a bet RuPaul has to make. I don't think people would be upset with Katya winning either, though, even though I don't think by numbers, though, she shouldn't have won. Numbers, well, by, how you look at it. well by numbers of audience reaction, Katya is what? Four or five times higher? Yeah, but Pearl, Pearl won the audience uh, award um, in season seven, and uh, Kim Chi won the audience award. Yeah, for but not by, the, not by this amount. It's like, yeah, they won by like, you know, uh, not, a, not as Katya is winning by like multiples. It's just like, if you add up she, all the other girls scores, they don't equal Katya's. Whereas Pearl, true. Pearl won by like, you know, a, a significant number, but not like a doubling of somebody's numbers. That's true though. But this also speaks to, and this is a whole other think piece here is my thought. Yeah. Piece mm-hmm. is the Katya fans are crazy <laughs> they're crazy zealots and so i don't know if i necessarily trust those numbers so much because not that there's any cheating but katya fans just turn out in droves like crazy they're just insane people yeah. I, I, i'm sure even when you take that into account though she still wins the popularity contest but no you know what it is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna delve into my own thought piece here katya is the only queen that has a reliable weekly YouTube series about all stars, you know, or, and about season seven that she was on. That is what garnered her such a, you know, a fan base here. It's like, if you look at the, her videos, get huge views and she's any of the Queens could do it. Any of the Queens could sit down in front of a camera and do it. But Katya is the one that has done it. She's likable. She's funny. She's, you know, it, they're cute videos. They're very short, but they're, they're amazing video. And that is what has, Really, it's like she has, you know, the best RuPaul recap show out there is Katya's. And it's just, it's, it's, <coughs> it's, <coughs> I'm sorry. That's where she gets her fan base from. These are, these are people that are A, online, right? So she, you know, the A, they're online and B, that they, they clearly can go and tweet, you know, team Katya or whatever, hashtag team Katya. But it's like, yeah, I think that's, that's where it comes from is Katya is probably the most, you know, media savvy of them as far as new media goes of the queens that that have ever been on name another queen that has as big of an online presence as katya nicole page (laughs) (laughs) but this isn't rupaul's online presence race no but you know what i would say that raja and raven would probably be the second because their their youtube channel gets the second most views next and how yeah and raven has how many crowns that doesn't matter. The point is, if there was a contest, I guarantee you that team, you know, hashtag Team Raven would be trending because those are the people that you're reaching. Next email comes in from uh, okay, look, Joe Batanz. Why don't you read our third email for the week? There's two. There are two Aaron B's that emailed us. And I was torn between them. So Aaron B, you're going to have to figure out which one is yours and which one is not. One of you is a bronze statue. One, yeah, one of you is a bronze statue. I'm not doing bronze statue. Hey, gents. Just thought I'd weigh in on the latest episode of All Stars as it prompted me to do quite a bit of research. Tatiana's second departure combined with Alyssa's this week made me think back to other returning queens from past seasons. In season seven, Trixie Mattel came back. However, she only made it another two episodes. In season eight, it was the same story for Naisha Lopez. It also happened to Kenya Kenya Michaels in season four. Thankfully, in the same episode, she was brought back. She was eliminated. And Carmen Carrera in season three. 
also eliminated in the same episode as she returned. I was going to save this for the rumored very special conspiracy theory episode of the podcast, but I knew I'd forget. I haven't been able to get excited about a queen returning to the competition in a long time because as soon as they arrive, they're kicked off again. Are we even supposed to believe that these queens have a real shot at the crown again? Or are we to chalk this up to another move by the production team to move plot and keep things new? Alyssa being eliminated, I somehow what understand, but Tatiana had no business even being in the bottom three in the second elimination. I digress. I thought this episode was fantastic. However, if you believe Detox won that lip sync, we're going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> she didn't know any of the words. Katya was hilarious as usual and yet again walks away empty-handed. However, Alaska says nothing. What? Alaska says something in the trailer for next week's episode that actually makes me believe there's a chance for my dear sweet Katya. Alaska says in a conversation with the other members of Totally Dead and Not At All Conniving Alaska Talks to recall what happened to the last time the three of them were up against a lovable weirdo. I guess we'll just have to see. As always, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Aaron, also from Connecticut. Yay, from Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Hey, we should grab a drink here. Uh, I would just want to say this, uh, Katya. And by on, drink, he means your dick. Katya said on Total Recall that she didn't know the words of the song <laughs> and that she did, she didn't expect to win the contest. So she didn't even like prepare for that song. And she's well, like, she did that. She did that. Uh, yeah, and me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But she's like, I, I was like, no, trust me. I, I didn't know that song. And I didn't, I wasn't, I was so prepared, unprepared for that show for that, for that, uh, lip sync. All right, now it's time to move for the Fantasy League update. Taylor, what do we got? This week, Adore Delano, 1. Alaska, 23. Alyssa Edwards, 15. Coco Montrese, negative 1. Detox, 9. Ginger Minge, negative 1. Katya, 8. Beefy O'Hara, 4. Roxy Andrews, 9. Tatiana, 9. I forgot to add up the totals. Give me a minute. You guys can talk. I'll come back in a second. No, but no. If, we, if we're quiet, then truncate silence will take it out. That's uh, 15 plus 12, 27. Mm-hmm. You know, Excel will do this for you. It's, it's, you literally, that's what it's built for. I don't have Excel. He's on oh, a Oh, what Mac. are you using? He's on a I Mac. Use, I, oh, the disdain in your voice. He's on a Mac. Well, no, okay. Sheets. Sheets does the same thing. Sheets. Oh, that's <laughs> What do you use? I use um numbers, and, 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 but it will do that, Taylor. That's what it's built for. <laughs> no, because it's all in one column. Okay, well, can we just can we just agree that Joe is winning? Rolaska Talks clearly has got the highest total, and Joe is winning. Yeah, he Joe's has all winning. Rolaska. I'll have I'll have a final number next week. Wow. Okay, let's move on to pick Pete update. Um, I, I have my score ready to go. Do you guys have your scores? Yep. Uh, I know what place I'm in. Uh, I'm in first place. Well, among two thousand or whatever. Um. With uh, 369 points. I got 54 points last week. Daniel? Uh, I am in last place because I deleted my account because uh, fuck them. Oh. Well, then we're going to have them next season. Great. Okay. Taylor? They don't, they don't listen to our show. <laughs> they listen to that like that first episode just to make sure that we said their name. They don't listen to this show. Taylor? I am in 13th place. I got 267 points last week. So that puts me at 13th place. All right, the listener contest update and new selections. Um, who won? I did. Daniel Brewer won. 
Finally, who was your choice? Uh, Hot Toddy. Uh, Hot Toddy uh, actually did send us an email at the very first one. He says, sorry, Daniel, I only listen when I'm driving, and it took three drives to get through this week's supersized show. I'm originally from upstate New York, but had enough of the winters, Todd. Yes, but he sent this at... his sorry is actually winning. He sent it Thursday at 4.41 a.m., and that was the first one that we got from the uh, selected. Who were the other ones? I don't remember who you guys picked, but that was a, that was the Sarah. only one. Yeah, Sarah didn't send one. Sarah didn't send one? What about Stephen Starling? Is that mine? Nope. Stephen didn't send one. By the way, with Todd Cummings, I'd like to get through his supersize show. Oh, there you go. Wow. Uh, All right, so Daniel, who do you pick this week? Uh, I am going to pick, oh, I want to say Aaron B., <laughs> <laughs> but the uh the Aaron B from Connecticut. I'm gonna pick Aaron okay. B from Connecticut. All right. Taylor the Latte Boy. I am gonna pick Sophie Foreman. She is a listener whose email we didn't get to read on the show this week, but I, I wanna give her a chance to be the first one. You know, as we know, uh I'm on the outs with Jordan Darling. <laughs> Jordan Darling. Don't hear me singing that song. <laughs> so I am gonna give him a chance for redemption. Uh oh. If I win because you call in first or you you message us first, Jordan Darling, then I will no longer be mad at you for listening to Pod My Copilot and not listening to Catching Up. Okay, great. All right. Now it's time for the talk up contest. Daniel, who won the talk up contest last week? In a three peat, Taylor Latte Boy, once again. Did I really? Yeah. Yeah, one is like 92. To, it's like literally, it's like Hillary, it's like Hillary Clinton versus Trump numbers here. It's like 92 to like eight. Well, he, 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 I will say, I listening back, Taylor delivered last week. People, Taylor told, but Daniel, I, I'm, you know what, Daniel, I'm gonna say, I'm rooting for you this week. I think you're gonna pull it off this week. Now, the song, the RuPaul song didn't really have a large lead in. No, it didn't. So we had to choose another song. We went with, um, what's it called again, Dan? I love the nightlife by Anita Ward. No, Alicia Bridges. Bridges. Alicia Bridges. Yeah, but the version we're playing is Anita Ward. Yeah. I need, I need, I need, I need to get out of it. It's the same lead in. It's just that one of them, one of them was recorded in the sixties and one of them was recorded in the two thousands. No, it's not from the seventies. Anyway, who cares? Who cares? uh, (laughs) Taylor, you get to pick who goes first. I'm going to say Daniel. You always make me go first and I always lose. I want to, 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 I want to contest that. You better win this week then. So you you get to choose. (sighs) Prior to tonight's recording. You were asked to prepare a radio talk for the song used for last week's lip sync for your legacy. Daniel, Taylor, the time has come for you to talk up for your legacy. Good luck. Don't fuck it up. You're listening to KRDR, Daniel Brewer, taking you through the evening. Hey, don't forget to get your votes in. Hashtag Team Katya if you want her to win. Please don't talk about love tonight. Please don't talk about... All right. All right. That's a very... That was very, really good. That was really, really good. That one's going to be tough. That's All right. Tough. Hold on. Let's Give see. me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, the last boy. Yeah. It was funny because it's like 12 seconds, Daniel. It, it feels very short. I know. Ready, Taylor? My heart is actually beating in my chest right now. Oh my god, this is so dumb. This is well, so that's, dumb. That's how a heart works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
it's, it's when it stops beating that it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's when there's a problem. If I said, why it, isn't Taylor talking? Where did Taylor go? Or, it, or it's flowing through my brains. Or it could just be GERD. <laughs> it could just be GERD. Yeah. Umer GERD. Umer GERD. Are you ready? Yeah. It is 11-11 in Tampa Bay. You are listening to WRDRR. Hey, finale is next week. Who's it going to be? Team Katya? Team Thetox? Alicia Bridges? Who's Team Thetox? <laughs> yeah. Thetox? Fuck! Did I really? I don't know. You think This might be the week. This might, this might be, be the week. Well, go got on, my head. Go on Twitter to our pinned poll. I think it says up till Saturday, right? Yes. Uh, we're going to keep it up till Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, wait, no, no, it has to be a short one this week. Oh, we that's right. On Friday. That's right. So, um, it's going to stay up to like Friday afternoon, Eastern standard time. All right. Friday uh, afternoon. Let's say Friday. Cause we're not going to record until like late Friday night. Like, oh yeah. Late right. Eastern time. So let's just go until 8 PM Eastern time. So that's 5 PM Pacific time Friday afternoon. Yeah. The Twitter poll will be pinned and make your votes now. So wait a minute, because I will have won more this season than you did. Does that mean that I automatically should get the crown for the season? I don't know. I don't know. Well, after this next episode, then maybe we'll just have them do, you know, a hashtag Team Taylor. Team Taylor, <laughs> Team Daniel. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, yeah, we still have the reunion, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Um, all right. Taylor has a special announcement. Yes. Uh, as you, as we made jokes about earlier in the show, two of the three of us are diabetic. <laughs> And um, diabetes is a fun disease to talk about. And uh, we uh, are a friend of ours has a program right now going the big blue test. And what that is, is it is a fundraiser for different organizations that assist diabetics to pay for testing strips and research. And uh, what are you doing? I'm just giving you some production. Oh, (laughs) honey, honey. So, um, so what you do is, uh, Catching up, Joe Batanz's show has a team that they are trying to raise money, and it's really easy. All you do, you do, it doesn't cost you a thing. It costs you some sweat equity. You go to catchingup.com slash big blue test, type in some basic information with your name and email address. You answer if you are diabetic or not. If you are not diabetic, you can still do this. You take your blood sugar if you're diabetic. You do some sort of physical activity for 15 to 14 to 20 minutes and then take your blood sugar again, post both of the results, send them to bigbluetest.com through the catching up website. For every person that does this, $3 will be donated to a organization that assists people with diabetes. For every entry. For every entry. Sorry. Yeah, for every yeah. entry. So you could do it multiple days. I did my first one today through your website. Yeah. And I'm going to do it all the way through. It goes through till when? Do you happen to know that? I don't know. Okay, I'll it get goes, more information for Friday. Maybe I'll have yeah. maybe I'll have Mike record a little something. Daniel, would you like that? Yeah, that'd be great. Also, I would if your if your name is Carlos or uh, Todd, like Hottie Todd, you, if you want to send a shirtless picture to you after you've worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's doing the big blow test. <laughs> I will donate three dollars to myself. For, yeah, for every shirtless picture I get. So catchingup.com slash big blue test. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Email us at rdrr at pride48.com. Follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap. And go to dragracerecap.com for all of our old episodes. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy, Daniel Brewer, and myself, 
sashay away until next week this show is a proud member of the pride 48 podcasting network check out other great podcasts at pride 48.com slash shows